literally going to be homeless on the streets of London tonight. And I called my friend Olivia and I was just sobbing. And I said, I'm going to be homeless tonight. I don't know what to do. I need you to help me. Welcome back to Cousin Time. Jessica and Cameron are college friends turned post-grad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join them as they reminisce on their childhoods, rationalize their Sunday scaries, and reflect on how studying abroad changed their lives. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to say changed their lives and then couldn't think of anything. I did it. But yeah, like we... We did study abroad. We, like, really just experienced different yeah. cultures. Yeah. And we're different girls because of it. Yeah. I studied abroad. It changed my life. And I'm hoping everyone can hear that we are dripping <laughs> with sarcasm. Yeah. Like, soaking wet with sarcasm. With sarcasm. Because one thing that every quote, quote, study abroad girl is going to do is say that it changed her life. And we want to be different. Like, we just want to be, like... Like other girls. No, yeah, because we're not. No, we're not. We're not going to go into... It's not become our whole personality. No. Hopefully. No. Uh-huh. Remember when you posted that thing on your Instagram story? Yes, because one time <laughs> when I was abroad, my... When I was abroad, um, my our school posted something about me. And then I reposted it on my story with a hee-hee-ha-ha, I'm studying abroad and it's changing my life, with what I thought were very clearly sarcastic emojis. But then, like, a couple people responded and were like, I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah. It is a life-changing experience. And, like, I do feel like it changed some things, but I just didn't want it that... I didn't want them to think I was using that phrase authentically, seriously. And, like, the thing is, is that... Okay, here is the thing. Emojis are their own language. Right. And we don't talk about it enough. Well, all the Gen Z girls got it. It was a few millennials. Yeah. Yeah. Because emojis are the language of Gen Z. Because we know how to use them. We know how to rock with them. And you know what I'm just realizing? We never made our 2023 emoji vision boards. Oh my gosh. We did 2022 2022. emoji vision boards. We might have to... Let's do season two emoji vision boards. But also I feel like there hasn't been a big emoji Mm -hmm. drop in a while. Apple, please. Please, the girls are begging. I found a new emoji the other day, though, that I am going to start using. I sent it to you earlier. It's the one of, like, the little saliva dripping. <gasps> She's been around. I know, but I just haven't discovered her myself. Really? Because she has a very <laughs> connotation. Oh. Well, I want to use her in a, in a whole new way. I loved how you used her earlier. It made me giggle mm-hmm. to myself in my that's, seat. Well, that's my goal. Um, but I thought, She's silly for this. <laughs> Yeah, I am. But, like, emojis can evoke so much meaning. Like, when you add an emoji to a word or a sentence, it is punctuation but elevation. You know what I mean? No, it really... And I hope one day that's on the SAT. It deserves to be. Like, what does this... What... You and I, in SAT Central, writing the questions, multiple choice, what emoji fits best with this sentence? Exactly. But yeah, so we are talking about our quote-unquote study abroad experiences today. We both had quite different ones, quite different circumstances, and it's going to be less of a, girls, you should study abroad, and it's going to be more of a highs and lows, slays and dismays. Yeah. The weird little things that happened to us in our world traveler era. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Where do we start? Where'd you study? And when? Uh, and how? How? I got there by plane. I just meant like, was it a semester? Oh, oh. okay. I studied abroad in Bangkok, Thailand, and it was the 
spring of my junior year, which meant that it started in January 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was supposed to be a semester-long adventure. And unfortunately, we'll let you connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I studied abroad. It wasn't technically a study abroad because it was post-grad and like my school wasn't involved, but it was a six month period right after I graduated. I lived in London, England, bruv. Yeah. (laughs) And I just did an internship. Yeah. So that's ours. That's the locales for anyone wondering. Let's get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. How did you get there? Literally. What was the process like? I took a plane. Mm-hmm. I took two little planes. Mm-hmm. And when I got off my final plane, it was 7 a.m. in the morning, London time. I, prior to this, had never left the country with anyone on any kind of vacation. Same. And I, so I'd never been through customs. Mm-hmm. And I think I called you in the airport of London Heathrow and I said, I think I forgot to go through customs. And I was worried I was going to enter those London streets and they were going to come get me and cancel my visa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you said, no, I think you did. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was going to be, I guess because I didn't More claim anything, I didn't have to do much because I literally just said to the man, like, hey, I'm a girl, I'm here. Yeah. And he said, welcome. Yeah. I feel like customs, you don't you don't realize it's it's happened till it's over. Mm-hmm. It's just like more of a exiting procedure. You don't like cherish it while you're in it. Yeah. 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 And then I took... A $100 taxi to my hotel. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. I just didn't want to take the train. You didn't know the train. I had had a huge suitcase. I didn't know how to do it. I just was like, let me just take a taxi for today. Yeah. And she was a pretty penny. Mm, Yeah. You had a wilder time, though. I did because I was going to Bangkok, Thailand. Mm -hmm. Um, Also never been out of the country. I had also two flights. So I flew from LAX to... China and then China to Thailand and I we had a time in the air and that time was I had a lot of existential crises Mm -hmm. in the air nothing makes you question life like seeing it from above like I always do my deepest thinking on an airplane yeah and like the thing for me was I was like I am literally moving through space and time right now because one thing about traveling to Southeast Asia is they're operating on a totally different timetable in terms of it being a complete 12-hour time difference from the United States of America. And the thing is, you already struggle with, like, Eastern versus Central. I really, really do. Time zones are my weakness. I will say it. I don't understand time zones. And don't even try to hit me with the, it's a grid. Because I know it's a grid, okay? I've seen it on the good map. I am just so thankful that Thailand was your home because 12 hours, you don't even have to think about it. You just say, what time is it here? It's the opposite. Because I think if you had to calculate something like seven Mm. or 11, you, you would have never known. I would have been texting you every day saying, what time is it there? Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember when you were in London and I was in... Oh, all the time. <laughs> whenever I'd text you, I'd say, what time is it there? Because I never knew. How was yeah. I supposed to know what time zone you were operating in? Which, just in general, is so funny to me because I have so many memories of, like, texting or calling you when one of us was abroad. Yeah. And, like, to me, something happened at a certain time of day. Like, I'm like, oh, I called Jess, like, after this happened at night. It was the middle of the day for you. Yeah. Or like, I called you one morning while you were in Thailand. You were about to close your little eyes. Sure was, You know, yeah. like, that's just where that 
my reality is not your reality. So, that's twisted. No, it's so twisted. And then the good thing, though, was when you were in London, I was also on my early bird behavior because mm-hmm. the school I was working at. So I was up and ready to go the same time you were. Exactly. And so we were having our mornings together. <laughs> we were spending our mornings together. Um, But when and you were going to bed at the same time. Yeah, we too. were. Oh, yeah, we were. It was good night, everyone. Good yeah. night, moon. Good night, cousins. Um... But when I was in the air going to Thailand, so confusing as to where I was geographically, but more so on the clock. I was trying to picture High School Musical, that big clock, mm-hmm. High School Musical 2, same Summer. two. Summer. Where am I? What's going on? And so then I plummeted down the rabbit hole of time isn't real. Nothing is real. And then when I landed in China, the sun was coming up and I said, what in God's name is going on? What time is it? That's so hard for a girl to grapple with. What day is it? Nothing was as it should be. I don't know how to speak Chinese. Everything was in Chinese because my airline was Chinese. So I was just sitting there listening to the announcements. Everyone else knows what's going on because I'm the only girl of my complexion on that plane, except for one other who I did find in the airport. And I was just sitting there so confused, so lost, Dealing with my existential crisis, not knowing what day it was, realizing that time is just a social construct, and it was a lot for a girl like me to hold. And that's why they say that studying abroad changes your life, (laughs) because those are some really big thoughts. Yeah, no, such big thoughts. And just like the concept of time travel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like it's, if I did it, you can too. Well, and you had all those thoughts and you weren't even to your connecting flight yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, when I landed in China, I was grappling with a lot emotionally. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just from the circumstances that I put myself in. It was also from the existential weight of my own thoughts. Yes. But that's where I find myself a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, What was your... Should we do like a like a low point mm. or should we do a high point? Should we be positive girls? I feel like a high point, what am I going to say? Like when I saw Big Ben? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even that thrilling. No, yeah. I feel like we should do a low point. <laughs> I feel like that'll be funnier. Yeah. Okay, so my low point was definitely at the end of my trip. And it was this. A little email from the school saying, hey girl, your program has been canceled because COVID-19 is kind of taking over. And I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Because the email was like, contact your airline and let them know that you got to skedaddle. And I was like, pause. My airline is officially grounded. They're not going up because I flew China Air and they were no, 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 no. So then I had to get, well, the school paid for it, a whole new flight back to America. And the low point was, well, one, program being canceled. That was not a sleigh. But two, this was all like a 48 hour time span. So it was like, I have made my little life here in Thailand, time to go, and you have two days notice to pack up your life and go back to your home country. That was definitely a low point for me. And I remember being in the airport, London Heathrow Airport, surrounded by every walk of life trying to get back to America, texting my old boss and saying, I'm not well emotionally. And she sent me a Mary Oliver poem. And that sums up that woman. (laughs) It does sum up, it does sum up that woman. She is a gem. I remember when you were going through this because I, I received this news in the middle of a Great Wolf Lodge. (laughs) Can we talk about Great Wolf Lodge for a minute? Please. I love the Great Wolf Lodge. Me too. I'd get married in the Great Wolf Lodge. You should. Because can you imagine, wait, 
going down a different side street. Can you imagine Great Wolf Lodge wedding because there is an activity, water park, themed rooms. That's so fun. But what I'm thinking is like maybe the rehearsal dinner or maybe like part of the reception is we all get out those wands and we play whatever that little wizard game is. Mm -hmm. Magic Quest. Magic Quest. That was so fun. And I'm picturing your reception is held in the splash zone. And your entrance is like down the water, down the water side. You splash and we say, woo, congrats to the newlyweds. Wait, that's so good. I would love to play Magic Quest with me and all of my friends after a wedding, at a reception, maybe with a margarita in my hand. Of course, a margarita in your hand. But, ooh, Magic Crush should be the ceremony, and it should lead you, like, the final thing <gasps> should be you get your rings. <gasps> yes. Yes. Great Wolf Lodge, sponsor us. Also, let's go to the Great Wolf Lodge soon. Okay. <laughs> because, Pull like... my arm. Twist my arm. Is that for Twist my arm. Yeah. No, imagine us cutting up. Yeah. But the last place I was before COVID hit was the Great Wolf Lodge, yeah. so it's kind of, like... Rough place. The last movie that I saw in theaters before COVID, actually, it was the last movie I saw in theaters in America, was Cats. Because I studied abroad and it changed my life. No, but let's talk about that because I've always, (laughs) I've always been a Cats COVID truther, meaning that if that movie hadn't been released, we'd be in a different world today. Yeah. Yeah. So the Cats 2019 movie that came out starring Jason Derulo as the Rum Tum Tugger um, and Taylor Swift as Taylor Swift Cat. Mm I'll say it. Study abroad, whatever. Cats movie changed my life. Cats movie changed my life. (laughs) Not in a good way. In the best way for me. Mm -hmm. I realized a lot about myself during that movie. You did, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, so yes, you came down, your your study abroad came to a crashing burn. Yeah, yeah. Terrible stop. Yeah. Yours, we were having kind of inverse experiences because mine was a crashing halt at the end. Yours was a slow start to get back up. Mine was a slow burn because... All the visa offices were delayed because I was leaving in, like, fall of 2021. Yeah. And so they kept telling me, like, like my expected date was, like, September 1st. So I had planned to leave and be there, like, starting work at, like, September 13th, coming a few days before. And my visa, she did not get there until the tail end of September. I was waiting every day by that mailbox. And she came on a Friday. And I had, like, I, ca- I had continuously b- re- canceled and rebooked my flight. Spent a lot of money doing that. And then she came on a Friday and I left on a Tuesday. So when it was time to go, I like got up and went. Yeah. Which I just want to think about for a minute, just like the liminal space that you were in for like a solid three weeks, because I remember being so concerned about your mental health. Well, it was just like, I wasn't really doing anything with my life. Exactly. You were so stagnant. Yeah. So stagnant. And I think for me, like the bigger part of it was, I wasn't even sure if it was going to happen. Yeah. Because... I didn't know how long it was going to take because at that point they were like, it could be here next week. It could be in here in four months. And they were only going to hold my position at work for so long. Right. And I didn't know if I should start looking for other jobs. Like, I didn't know if, like, I was even going to get the chance to do what I wanted to do. You know that feeling. Um, And so, but once I started working, I, like, once I was like, okay, it's not going to come for a little while. I just started working at an old summer job. They were like, you can just come until you need to not. And that did wonders for me because I had something, some way to spend my time. Yeah. I remember, what I remember from when you finally did get your visa was your mother sent me the video of you running out to greet the UPS man at the truck and saying, I, was, I wasn't I was going to let 
that get lost in translation. No. It was going to go from his hands to mine. Yeah. Because can you imagine you are waiting all this time for your visa and then you come home one day and there's a little UPS. We missed ya. <laughs> no, I would have, I don't know what I would have done. Broken down. Like, would have been on your knees. <laughs> sobbing. Yeah. On your front porch. Yeah. I would have liked to get that video from your mom too. That feels insensitive. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about my low point of my experience and there's a couple different kinds that come to mind because I feel like I never had like a complete breakdown but one that I want to share is when I was like my fourth or fifth night there because in the midst of my visa delays I kept having to rebook my hotel because I I had no housing because I wasn't doing it connected to my school so I had a hotel for the first few nights while I was looking for a place to live and I thought I had booked it for four nights. I think I only booked it for three because I wake up one morning and they're like, goodbye. And I said, I have nowhere to go. Like today was my day where I was going to look for a new hotel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you have a room for tonight? And they said, no. And I went up to my room and I called. I literally spent three hours just calling every hotel in London. Everyone was booked because I was calling at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. And I was like, I'm literally going to be homeless on the streets of London tonight. Yeah. And I called my friend Olivia yeah. and I was just sobbing. And yeah. I said, I'm going to be homeless tonight. I don't know what to do. I need you to help me. Yeah. I need you to help me. And she said, she coached me through it and I got a hotel and I paid like $400 for a really low ball hotel. But you slept. But then it was, I slept and I made my next day so much better. Yeah. Because like when you fall down, you get back up. No, one thing about me is I'm never going to completely fall. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is if you haven't cried in the streets of London at least once, maybe yeah. more, you weren't living. Because there was a time where I called you crying in the streets yeah, of London. Yeah, you did. And I almost, I remember, I missed your call the first time because I was preoccupied. Preoccupied. <laughs> and then I was sitting at my kitchen table, get my FaceTime from my cousin. I'm feeling good. I'm having a good time. Answer the call, sobbing, tears, streets of London crying 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 and my first thought was i need to screenshot this and i wish you had i wish i had every day but you were so unwell really? I, said, I don't feel like i was that unwell i i, I wasn't feeling i was i my mood immediately changed because okay i think to me like i don't have an in-between crying level <laughs> yeah so, like even though i was only feeling a six out of ten i when i cry i present at a one or a ten no like you were sobbing like your entire face was soaking wet but I wasn't even like that distraught. Right. It was a six for me. I know, but like I said, oh no. So I said, let me be fully present in this mm -hmm. conversation. Because also, like when you screenshot, I didn't want you to get the little Jessica took a picture. <laughs> yeah, that would have cheered me up. <laughs> but I I mean I regret it every day of my if life. If you had taken it, it would have been my profile picture on everything. Yeah. Including yeah. LinkedIn. Thank God. Um, One of my other favorite moments. And I don't know if this is going to make it in or not, but one of my other favorite moments of hearing from you while you were in London was when you peed in your boot. <laughs> so I, I was considering telling this story from my low point. This was the other one I was debating with. But then I was like, do I want to put this out in the world? So let's talk about it and we'll decide. Everyone's peed their pants. Let's just say that one time my cousin called me, my not, not this cousin, my real cousin, because she had peed in her seat of her car everywhere. <laughs> that feels permanent. And it was cloth. <laughs> she needs a little green machine. She, I, I hope they sold the car. Imagine saying, like, there's some, like, urine in here and they're thinking it's, like, a dog, but it's you. No, it's you. I mean, it was in no. the driver's seat. <laughs> we can ask her about it later. Which cousin? <laughs> I could have guessed. Um, um, let me gather myself. Yeah, so sometimes strong people 
pee their boot. <laughs> and this was, I feel like I had only been there for what, a month? Not, like, not long, long enough to be peeing in your boot. <laughs> and I, I had been out that night and before I left, I had like a, an hour or so journey home. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to the bathroom yet. Like, I wasn't super feeling it. But I kind of had to pee. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. I always pee before I left places after that. Because then I take my first train. And I'm at my connecting station. And I, I, I'd been there long enough to know that there's usually not a bathroom in tube stations. But also long enough to know that there's occasionally, once in every 20 stations, there's a bathroom. I had seen a few, but I didn't know which ones. So I get to my connecting and I had a really big station. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I have to pee. And we've all been there of like, when it's knock, knock, knocking at heaven's door. <laughs> it was, and it was knocking. And I know that I have like six minutes till my train comes. And it's about a, a 25 minute journey from the train to my door. But I'm also like, this feels like a big station. It feels like I could find a bathroom in here. Yeah. But I'm risking it because if I miss the six-minute train, I won't. there won't be another train for another 15 minutes. So I'm adding a lot. But I was like, I, I'm about to pee on the, on the tube. So I had to go. So I go off searching. I'm asking every Tom, Dick, and Harry, is there a bathroom in here? They're all saying, no, darling. So I go back down. And now I have to wait for my second train. And now I get off the train. I've held it. I'm literally running to my, running to my apartment. And... It's, it's, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, I literally am going, <laughs> going to pee and I either pee outside or I pee in the lobby of my apartment building. And one felt better than the other. Next thing I know, it's just everywhere. <coughs> it's, it's on the, you can see it on the sidewalk. You can see it down my pants. I was wearing black pants too. So I felt certain. <gasps> on the sidewalk? Yeah. You left a trail? I would like to formal, <laughs> I would like to issue a formal apology to the country of the United I Kingdom. I know because they let these foreigners in and we just wreck it. We wreck it. <laughs> but, and I was like wearing black jeans too. So I was like, also like if I'm in the elevator with others going up to my room, like no one will know. Like it's black pants. Black can come in different shades is what I learned that night because my pants were different shades <laughs> and a very distinctive shape. And it had gone so far down, it was trickling into my boot. Do we also not like calculate the fact, one, you would have to be in an elevator with others. Two, Pee has a rather distinct scent. No, girl, I like I calculated all of that, but it was like, it there was it was not a super conscious choice to pee. Yeah, like I wouldn't have made that choice if it was like a, if, if it was one. No one would make the choice if they had a choice. Yeah. Did you ever pee in, on the streets of Thailand? No. Oh. I've peed in a lot of places, but not there. I have some class. What was the craziest thing you did in the streets of Thailand? Like, make me feel better. <laughs> Honestly, I kept it pretty tame. Look, here's the thing. I was spending most of my time in the streets of Thailand trying to figure out what the was going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was trying to figure out what in God's name was going on because here's the thing about Thai, the language. It's complex. It's tonal. There are eight different tones. So you could say one word and it could have eight different meanings. I never knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. The other thing about Thai is they use a totally different alphabet than we do. So I never could see what was going on either. Like even if I could like read a sign and like put it into my little Google Translate, I can't type characters like that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on ever. So I was fending for my life on the streets of Thailand, just trying to figure out what bus I'm supposed to get on. I can't cause any chaos when I don't even know where I'm going. No, and I'm like, every day I'm so impressed because I don't know what I would have done. A girl like, like me? Like a survival. You already are aloof. <laughs> exactly. In your own home country. Yes. 
Like, I can hardly walk down the street without getting a little confused. Walking down the street in Bangkok, Thailand. Where you can't, like, you were just, your senses have been wiped away from you. Fully wiped away. I spent a lot of time wandering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will never forget when you were there and you were telling me about, like, the Thai culture, like, sense of time mm. and, like, lateness and earliness. And I was thinking, that is the place for my cousin. Because there's no such thing as being late. No. Things just start when they start. Like, there's a general sense of, like, this is the time that we're doing things, but it's never exactly accurate. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it starts when it starts, and it ends when it ends. You're like, I'll get there when I'll get there. Yeah, never stressed. I mean, I'm never stressed about getting places to begin with, but, like, it's nice when everyone else is feeling the same. I know, because that's, like, already your philosophy. Yeah. But then to just Which stresses in, you out about me. me out mad as a cow. Because one thing but... about us is we are polar opposites in that regard. When we were, was it our freshman year when we had class together? Yeah. Our freshman year when we had class together, we were just becoming friends, and we would we lived in the same dorm, so we would walk to class together, and Cameron would say, let's leave at this time. And I would say, hey, girlfriend, that's when I'm waking up. <laughs> you would get so mad at me, too, but I would get mad at you because I... And I was like, we're not close enough for me to yell at her. Right. Well, then we would just be sitting in the empty classroom. Even after a compromise, it's still an empty classroom. Because <laughs> we would both compromise, like, five or ten minutes. And Cameron's getting her little books ready. And I'm just brooding. Early's on time. No. What was... Because, like, okay, since you didn't understand a lot of the the language, Mm -hmm. did you have any Thai friends? Or were all your friends your friends from your program? I had... The majority of my friends were my friends from my program. Um, Because, like, with any kind of study abroad thing, you, like, have some... Like, a, a buddy. So I had, like, a Thai buddy. Oh, um, nice. And so, like, I did things with my Thai buddies a few times. But most of the time, I was with the people from my apartment building. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, my apartment building was all international folk. So there was every walk of life in that building. And I have friends and foes from many countries now. It sounds like the Olympics. Oh, it's giving Olympic Village in so, mm-hmm. so, so many ways. Because... There's a lot of things that are very easy to access in Thailand. And so people were running amok at all hours of the night. And there was like always people on the roof. That was the place to be. And it was a scary and smelly place to be. And like, it was just bizarre. Like the culture, it's literally what I would imagine the culture of the Olympic to village to be. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Time to switch on over. If you studied abroad, let us know where you went and how much it changed your life. Our aqua notes for this week is good but bad kid names, which I feel like is a trend that I've seen all over like TikTok and Twitter and oh, stuff. Oh, really? So when you put it in the shower, that was the first time I saw it. I saw it like literally two or three months ago, but then I feel like since we've started this aqua notes, it's been back in my TikTok, and I don't know if it's coming back as a trend or if TikTok, like the algorithm is just mm. algorithming. The first time that I saw a TikTok about it was when you sent me the other day. So oh, interesting. I guess we're on different sides of that world. I think for this one, we should just kind of, kind of go quickly because we have a lot, just enough to let them sit. Yeah. Hyena. Guillotine. (laughs) Tapioca. Germ. Baby. Cruella. Bruschetta. Kite. Visco. Dementia. (laughs) That's the one that literally had me giggling in the shower (laughs) when I walked in. And I saw that you'd love that one really broke me down. Because here's the thing about names. Everyone loves a good name that ends in A. Like, like... Especially an IA. Jessica. (laughs) Jessica. Adriana. And dementia checks the boxes. Mm -hmm. Silly. (laughs) Again with the IA. Chlamydia. Mm -hmm. LASIK. 
Lasix. How do you say that word? Lasix. Lasix. Cereal. Accutane. Carrot. Yizma. <laughs> Glycerin. <laughs> Nuclear. Nuclear was good. Thank you. That one just came to me. Yeah. Towelette. That feels fancy. That's a rich kid. Emergency. That's really good. I feel like people are going to either find this hilarious or not funny at all. Because to me, it's like, if you read it, it's not funny. But if you let each one just sit for half a second, yeah, I crack up. No, They're so funny. It's like just enough time to like envision what that baby would look like. Like, if you, if you tell me your name and your kid, Carrot... <laughs> No carrot. But, like, people are doing that nowadays. That baby, what's his name? Apple. Yeah. Well, you put baby as one, and there's a family that sometimes come up in my TikTok feed. Their kid is named Kid. That's interesting. I don't know if there's, like, a story behind it. Well, and is it a real name or a nickname? Because... No, it's 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 on the birth certificate. Kid. Kid. I kind of love that, though. I like love hey, silly kid. little things like that. Yeah. I want to name my kid something silly. But one day they're going to be an adult. Kid. I'll imagine the old kid. That's, that's something to wrap your head around. Yeah. Should we slip on over to our sleighs and dismays? Let's slip on. Okay, so my dismay is that sometimes when I'm walking, I sing little songs to myself. It's supposed to be a private moment. And the other day I was doing it, and then, like, this man, like, I could feel him cr- cr- creeping up behind me, and then he passed me, and he heard he he heard my song. What were you singing? Just, like, off I go. <laughs> I was mortified. I was mortified out here on the streets of Chicago. Wait, because I thought you were being like, when you're walking, you sing little songs to yourself, like real songs, not to invalidate your craft, but you're making up songs for yourself. It's, I mean, it's like a work in improv. Yeah. But I was like, off I go. Because that is shifting my perspective then, on how you operate in the world. Oh, but it's, I only do it when no one's around. Obviously. And I think it's like it's supposed to just be some me time. Can you give me some more examples? Like, here I go to the hospital. <laughs> I've got all my bags. The sun is shining. The clouds are out. What a great day we're going to have. And I just sing myself little songs. Only privately. And then I was like, oh my gosh, somebody has heard my whole song. I'm sorry. How often do you do this? Whenever I'm alone. Every time you're alone? I mean, if, if, if Do you I, do that in this house? No, only when I'm walking. Only when you're... So it's a movement. It's a movement. If I'm walking, if it's private, and if there's a song in my heart. So it's not like, I'm getting in the shower. No, but girl, you do that. Do I? You sing so much in the shower and in the bathroom just in general. You are always vocalizing. I do not sing in the shower. You're not like... Maybe not in the shower, but you will be like, I'm going to go take a shower, shower. And then like, you'll be in there. I will hear you like... I can hear like your clothes hitting the floor. I can hear like the toilet seat moving, and you're like, <laughs> you're just singing like, bed on bed. Like you're just singing whatever song is in your head. And no, yeah, I do that. And you're changing from one song to another rapidly. You're always singing in that bathroom. Well, because my mind is moving a mile a minute, and that's what I think you will just never understand about being in my mind. Is it is such a chaotic place. Mm-hmm. There is always something happening, and it's rapid fire changing topic for me too like I cannot keep up with me that's why I can't listen to music because I cannot let another thing enter this brain I have to deal with what we already have going on well let me clear up some space in your brain remove the hypocrisy (laughs) and stop making fun of me for singing when you do it too okay I at first I was like totally chill like I was chill with it but then it was like you're narrating your life 
I'm hyping myself up. It's okay. okay. It's my PMA. <laughs> We're trying PMA and I should be more encouraging of Thank you for you. that. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, that was kind of a dismay because even though I Did was... Did he make a comment? Did he scoff? <laughs> he didn't do any of this. He was a supporter, honestly. But, and I think, I think he realized it was a private moment because... As soon as he had gotten close enough to hear, like close enough where I could sense him, he was here, he quickly moved around me and didn't even acknowledge it. Like he was like, this girl, she's embarrassed right now. How loud was it? I mean, it's always like, I would not under my breath, but not over my breath. Just on my breath. Like, off I go to the hospital. Um, I would always talk to myself in the grocery store, like when I was wearing my mask in the grocery store. And that was so nice. I think that's when I developed this habit was when I was wearing my mask like everywhere. Yeah. Because like if I had my AirPods in, I would sing along to my music or I would just sing about what I was doing. Yeah. God, that now that sounds embarrassing. But, but no, I talked to myself all the time when I would have my mask on. Like literally all the time. But when this man started to pass me, I was holding my phone so I pretended like I was sending a voice note, which I don't know if that's more or less embarrassing. It's worse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like at least it's not to myself. At least I have an audience. Mm-hmm. So that was my dismay. And we're moving past it. And my sleigh is that before what I'm assuming your sleigh is going to be, we went to a new place to get some margaritas and some, I would say like Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex for sure. Tex-Mex for sure, which is my favorite way to spend an evening, food and drink wise. Yeah. And they had a whole little vegan menu. I had a little quesadilla. We got some queso. And we had... A very large picture of Mark's. Like, it was probably the most beautiful picture of Margarita I've ever seen in my life. Because it was, well, we went in, they have like a deal where it's cheap on Sundays, but we went on a Saturday and we were like, can we still get it? Just pay full price. I was fully expecting it to be like 50 to 60 bucks. Yeah. It was 37. 37 and we each got three Marks out of it. Yeah. It was, and we got mango, which was delish. But yeah, I just hadn't had a Marg in a while because I gave up Marg's for a yeah. bit. And it was and like it was a great way. One of our favorite nights of our shared lives was going to a saucy little taco venue. Taco within- Mama, I'll say it. It's my favorite place in the world. I need people to know. <laughs> I love Taco Mama. Taco Mama has an outdoor patio. And I want you to picture me this. These two cousins, 6.45 p.m., we are the girls having the most fun on the patio. Tuesday. and Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday. And we were out of there by 7.30. Yeah. Because that's the thing about us is we do love a mark. No, we do. We love a mark. We love to have fun. Yeah. But we we will have our fun between the hours of 5 and 9 p.m. That's the other thing about us. I, I will never be opening my door to come home after midnight. Yeah. And only after 10 on a rare occasion. Well, because that particular night, it was a Tuesday. I'll say it. You said it once. I'll say it again. So I had to be up and greeting the youth of America at 6 a.m. the next Mm -hmm. morning. So we had to get it in quick. Yeah. And we did. No. We did. But yes, one of our one of our joint favorite hobbies is splitting a picture of Margs. Yeah. Because like the girls who get it get it. Picture of Margs, chips and queso, and the hot goss. And the hot goss. And is it really hot? Because it's it's always goss that we have discussed for the past five years of our friendship and we're just continuing to reduce, reuse, recycle. That's the other thing about us is we have maybe four topics, but we talk about them constantly. Yeah, it's a we're, constant cycle. We are always in communication with each other. It's the other thing about us. <laughs> Not a day goes by. Because we have had some of our most 
profound, life-changing conversations and our most insignificant little comments all in a Taco Bell in the span of 20 minutes. Absolutely. And the other thing about us is when we go into the public sphere is that our business becomes... (laughs) There was... When I was in my... Yeah, there, when I was in my North Carolina era for a hot second, Jess was with me twice, like she came twice, and we went to the same little coffee shop both times, and it's like in a college town, so there's lots of college students working, and both times, like, I don't know what was in the air, but both times we were just dropping the biggest bombs on one another, we were rehashing heartbreak, breakups, life goals, I, like, I mean, I say that, it sounds minor, but like, these were like, the juiciest, hottest pieces of gossip that these girls had to offer, we were tearing apart in cocoa. We're not disrespectful, we're not loud, but in that particular North Carolina coffee shop, no matter how quiet you were, everyone was gonna hear. Yeah. 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 Because we were hearing other people's business. No, we were. It was just their business was like, not as juicy as ours. No, because like we are the most entertaining people in any room we walk into. Hit me with yours. Okay, my, I'll start with my dismay. My dismay, I think last time we were here in the cousin corner, I spoke on how I was going to be getting my ADHD medication. I did. I started taking it. I'm pretty much used to it now, but that very first day that I took it, it was a Wednesday morning and I... I'll say it. I violently threw up in a middle school bathroom. Mm-hmm. Never a place you want to do that. No. And I took it at like 6.30 in the morning, go to school, whatever. Everything's fine. But then I start to feel a little funny in my body. Whoopsie-dee. And it feels like I am no longer in my skin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I tell my co-teacher, no, something's not right with me. Um, then bell rings. The students, they're rushing in. 300 soggy middle schoolers because it was a rainy day rushing through those doors and I am sweating I'm not okay run to the bathroom I'm on my hands and knees <laughs> hands and knees yes. when you told me this very originally it was just knees the hands adds a whole nother I was visual ripping the toilet <laughs> I was not I've been okay. there girl. I was not okay and the thing is is in that moment in time the last thing you want to do in a middle school is show weakness. <laughs> so I had to pull it together so quick. But, like, I was not okay. I was violently ill. And, like, when I stood up and looked at myself in the mirror, I could see through my skin. You know what I mean? Like, ghastly. <laughs> I was ghastly. Instead of emerging from the bathroom and they're saying, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, if only you knew. Like, I've been Have an ounce it. of empathy. Right. Like, you don't Can't know. You see? You don't know, but you can see, you know? The other side, the other side, the other side of me. Right. So that was not a great way to start my morning. But, like, I've been challenged before. And you'll be challenged again. And I overcame. And, like, now I'm doing so much better on my medication. I'm hoping that it will, like, actually start to change my life soon. But that is yet it's to be It's not seen. even been a week, so slow your roll. Right. Like four days. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm glad I've recovered. That's in the past. What is also in the past was the best night of my life. We saw Cats the Musical on tour. Yeah. And when I tell you I felt every emotion a girl could feel during that performance, I mean it with my whole heart and soul. Like the anticipation. I'll say it. The sexual attraction. 
the sadness, the joy, the wonder, Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And I will also say that when we walked into that theater, I was a little bit tipsy from the margarita that has the aforementioned margarita. And what is fascinating to me is that we were in that theater for a good two and a half hours and I walked out still tipsy. And I don't know if I was just getting drunk on life. I think it was the cat's meow. (laughs) It really was. And like, if you haven't seen any kind of like cat's media in general, shame on you. Go watch Cats 2019, the movie, musical. Then let's talk. Mm-hmm. And Rum Tum Tugger, smash or pass. No, my cousin is an RTT head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a Taylor Swift cat head. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But you had a little something something for Skimble Shanks in the movie. In the movie, I love me some Skimble Shanks in like a very like humanized way. I want to make that abundantly clear. But... On stage, it wasn't the same for me. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no offense to the guy who did it. Like, I'm sure you're an angel. Um, I'm also sure you're listening. And you did a great job. Great performance. Stellar. You really brought some life to the stage. You were, like, everyone, all eyes on you. Yeah. Rum Tum Tugger, if you're listening, call me. Um, But, yeah, it was truly life-changing. Truly amazing. And I just, like, historically, I've loved Cats in almost an ironic way, but I'm worried because I'm stumbling down the path of liking it in a real way. Mm-hmm. But still with, like, a twinge of irony, like, I get, like, it's camp. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Cats is definitely, I would say Cats is the definition of camp. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I I, I mean, every time that I think about it, I just think of the Rum Tum Tugger and the way that he was moving his little hips. Um, but also, one of my other favorite moments was Grizabella with the pipes. Miss Grizabella, I've never heard a voice like that. And the magical Mr. Mistopheles. I want that coat. For reference, this is the magic cat, in case you weren't following. Um, And he, in his big number, his little cat body, I guess he, with his magic, had LED lights in it. And so it was like changing colors. It was rainbow. It was with the beat. It was amazing. Okay, that brings me to one more thing I want to say. If you are a lighting design team member for Cats the Musical on tour, kudos. Kudos. The lighting in that show incredible it changed the whole show it was absolutely like everything about it from top to bottom was amazing and from here on out any opportunity that i have to see cats on stage i will be seeing whether it's a high school production or a broadway show actually i'd like to see a high school production i want to see what they're doing with that that whole show it's a beast it's a beast to take on because the way that you have to move your body in order to be in character work like it was very impressive because they were like gliding across the stage on their hands and knees and one thing that my good cousin here tried to do when we got home was glide to our cat our son adam and he rejected you he didn't talk to me for well he didn't he never (laughs) talks to me but he didn't acknowledge me for Nearly 24 hours. He, like, was holding a grudge. Yeah. I came on too strong. I've never seen him throw it in reverse quite like that. I think that wraps that up for me. I'll be thinking about cats and the Rum Tum Tugger for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, meow. 